Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Artist. I'm your host, John Leonardo, and welcome back. I really appreciate you guys coming back and listening to this some more. And uh, today, we have Darkoski and uh, at Poor Sauce, aka Chase. These guys are two hooligans that came in from LA. We have a ton of fun talking about a number of different topics, and uh, we get a little some heated discussions here. So have a listen, and always thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate you. Also, thank you to our sponsors that make it happen, Game to Media, Iron Mike, Cafe Joe. Without further ado, Beyond the Artist. But Billy Eilish fucks her dad guy. <laughs> and that's how we're going to start the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Beyond the Artist, <laughs> where we start rumors and get things going. Um, but seriously, welcome. We have Danny and Chase here, a couple boys in from LA on Beyond the Artist right now. You guys don't know really anything about this podcast, but all we do is we like to sit down with different creatives of all sorts and shoot the shit, talk about life, love, art. And I figured the best way to start this is to warm you little fuckers up with a little tequila. Welcome to Beyond the Artist. Danny and Chase, you guys are in from LA. This is my first time in San Antonio. And it's your first time in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. First time in Texas? First time in Texas. Second. Just came for a bachelor party. Like a Oh, month, that's a right. Month, in Austin. Ago. 28 people you have on that party, too. <laughs> no. Right? Yeah, you're like, oh, 18, you remembered that. 18, actually. Oh, 18. Did you guys still <laughs> a lot anyone? of dudes. It is a lot of dudes, yeah. Did you guys prank anyone? Um, I can't remember most of the trips. <laughs> it was a lot of everything. So you have no stories that you want to share here? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, why are you thinking about that? For my mom and dad, the only two people that will probably listen to this, why don't you explain to them who you are? You guys are both from LA, both artists, but um, tell us your name, Instagram, what you're up to. Okay, Danny Darkoski, Instagram at Darkoski. And, uh, D-A-R-K-O-S-K-I. Yeah, and uh, just making art. Chase is here. We just got a studio together in LA. It's in downtown Fashion District. Yeah, I don't know. What else should I say? No, that's literally it. Okay, cool. If that's all you're up to, don't don't fluff it up. We're up to a lot of stuff, man. But um, we're having our opening party actually next week. But it doesn't really matter because it's not going to come out for like a year. Anyway, so your so. opening party was amazing a few <laughs> yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> like, yeah, like last year we had a really cool opening party. We're not even in that space anymore by the time you guys are going to hear this. So. Yeah, actually, uh, I'm an accountant now. <laughs> Yeah, I had to give up the whole art thing, but yeah. at least we got the podcast out of it. That's right. You're an event planner. Yeah. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> out of anything. Take my word. Don't do that. What about you, Chase? What's going on? At Poor Sauce, spelled how you spell it, not in a weird way. P-O-U-R. I've gotten whore right, that's how you spell sauce. Poor. I've gotten Unless poor, like, like P-O-O-R. Sauce, like oh, no you're right. Like, you're so poor that you don't have any sauce <laughs> but no it's p-o-u-r you're right thank you for that yeah i didn't think about that it's it's a verb action speaking of action i've been really into adrenaline lately. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's going on with adrenaline dude actually adrenaline someone told me some like hippie chick she said adrenaline was a form of stress and i said no i'm not fucking stressed i just like to go fast and you know and that's it yeah, but just like I didn't want to like Ricky Bobby. You know, one of those conver- <laughs> one of those conversations Ricky where Bobby just want to go fast, <laughs> dude. Whenever you go fast, you have to control the slow moments too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
This is not going to be a slow moment. But what, do you, what do you do when you're going fast? Like, yeah. are you racing cars or skydiving? Or what are you doing? I've gone skydiving once. I got really sick. <laughs> Please tell me. Is it more like live Did fast? you throw up midair? <laughs> and I always tell people I went skydiving in Paris, and they think it, I went in France. Did you go in Paris, Texas? No, there's – whoa, really? <laughs> there's a Paris in California. Oh. Is there? Yeah. So you lie to your Bumble dates. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, too much honey. <laughs> so let's bring it back over. So, w- when did you guys get the studio? Why? Because you had a space before in Playa, correct? Okay, so I w- I was doing a, a residency for a street art house at their space in Playa Vista. Oh, that's their actual permanent. Space. That's their spot. Yeah, oh, nice. At uh, Runway Playa Vista, and after the residency was done, Chase was living in San Francisco, and we had been talking about. Basically, he was deciding – he was up there doing grad school, right? Yeah, for the first two years. Yeah. So did you guys – how long have you guys known each other? Since high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Nice. So I was a senior and you were in 10th – I was like two grades ahead of him, I think. Yeah. And he was like my little homie and we were just fucking tight, you know? Nice. Yeah, so we kept in touch after high school and basically we're one of only a few people that were went to our high school that are like doing art professionally now, you know? Mm. Anyway, so to get back to my story, he was up in San Francisco and uh, – getting his master's in fine art and he decided he wanted to come back down to LA after that and then he's like hey what do you, what's your studio situation for the summer and it was perfect timing for me because I was doing the residency but then I was going to need to get a studio and so it just all happened to work out that the time when he was coming back down from SF I was ready to get a new spot and then we linked up and we got the spot everything happens for a reason right I even did a residency after grad school mm. I think residencies are pretty cool yeah. Where yeah. do you want to do? Would you like to share with us? Like, Let's where hear about it? <laughs> Headlands Center of the Arts. It's in the middle of the woods. It's an amazing experience. Nice. How long was that for? A year. Holy shit. Yeah. It's a long, it's a long time. I would say most residencies are lucky to have a year, but most of them are a few, like seasonal, a few yeah, months of the year. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think that's pretty key for any artist to go through. Forces you to have a deadline and then, like, site-specific work mm-hmm. always comes out of it and they love that whenever you can make something to to uh not maybe it's a business part aspect of it but like in order to market their site-specific mm-hmm. goals is pretty key well it's interesting like sometimes if we're doing a, a mural or really like even a project i have to block out time to go sit and be there physically and just see where i'm just staring at the blank wall looking at the buildings around and be like, all right, cool. Let me take in the environment. And that sometimes helps whether it's even just as simple as a color or the entire mural. It's kind of nice to be in your environment while you're doing a painting. Yeah. Yeah. Even outside today, it was pretty rad hearing that train. Right. See, I told you the trains are fucking (laughs) awesome. These trains are not shy here also. Oh, they (laughs) rip on the horn. Seriously tearing it up. And I love it. Yeah. It's great. So they have. Every time um, I think of you, by the way, too. Really? We were like so so excited about the train last night. At (laughs) John.Leo. I love trains. Yeah. And you'll see a lot of them in my stories. But um, Running trains? Is that what? Are those the ones you put on your story? No. They're they're like moving and stuff. Mm -hmm, And they're going across streets and they're transporting huge, like, tons of weight and like coal and cars and I, don't know, I think it's fascinating you ever read the amtrak yeah yeah it's yeah. not that cool though i, it is cool. I like like the big like uni pacific riding trains you know? is cool man because the world is just going by and you're just like chilling out amtrak rewards dude <laughs> i need more points 
I got, I got, some, I actually have someone shout out to Trevor Valentine who has the Amtrak credit card. And he's like, dude, if you're ever riding Amtrak, like call me, I'll use my points and I'll give you like a little discount on what it would have normally been. Cause he has lots of, if you need some points, Trevor Valentine. That's legit though. Yeah. The points game can take you a long way. I'm a point hoarder. I, I love I usually points. don't celebrate Valentine's day, but I'll hit him up. <laughs> Such a bad joke, Michael. Can we cut that out, please? <laughs> it was horrible. Not, not since no. you asked. No. So, um, we're not cutting anything out of this. As, I was gonna say, as you guys can tell, I like to refer to Michael to cut things out that I don't want cut out. Um, so you guys met in high school. Where was that? In Simi Valley, California. Dude, you could have been a little bit more creative than that. I thought you were gonna say something like, <laughs> "Don't lie to my parents." Listen to this. Come on. How far away from LA is that? So I know Venice. <clears throat> I know that area. Well, it's 30 it. minutes when you drive normal, 40 minutes when you drive like a chick in a Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> is that, dude, this is, is that 2019. A... You're getting in trouble for saying that shit. <laughs> yep. <dude>. It's, <laughs> it's at, right. I drive at, a Subaru. At poor sauce, poor the verb. <laughs> I Get drive a girl on. car. What is this Subaru? <laughs> girl car, dude. Dude, Subaru's a great car. Boom. That was a foul tip. You know You're the one throwing the pitches. Turn his mic off for a little bit. <laughs> so, Daniel, where, how did you guys like growing up in LA? Uh, good, yeah, really good, man. Because so, you know, everywhere else in the world, there's a huge stigma about people in LA. Sure, that I always try to disengage because I think, like, okay, I'll say one thing: bullshit. getting out of LA is important because mm-hmm. you need to gain a little perspective. You know, if you there's a lot of people that kind of just grow up, not even just LA, but Southern California or even America in general, to be honest. A lot of people that grow up here and we're told that like, oh, this is the most amazing country in the entire world. Like we're number one and all that stuff. That's kind of like the pride that we're growing Mm -hmm. up, like believing and hearing from everybody, you know? But you need to like get out and like experience the way that other people live life in different parts of the world. And that's how you, I feel like you really learn and grow as a human being when you, when you sort of like go outside of your comfort zone, outside of your environment, experience different cultures and see how people are living. It's amazing. It's different everywhere you go and you learn something and then you come back and you have a different appreciation also for what you have and for the rest of the world. So I know the answer to this, but tell us about a recent example of that. Yeah. So the biggest one would be India. Yeah. 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 I I lived in India for the better part of two years. Awesome. Yeah. And the first Why? time, the first Start time. Start from went, the beginning. Why did you even consider <laughs> India to go there for two years? It's a long time. Damn. So, good so, question. So yeah. basically, <laughs> yeah. So basically, I'm gonna try. I'm to really like, good at this. Chase. I'm gonna try <laughs> to like. I'm gonna try to make this a, a quick shot. But basically, my buddy Rahul, who is half American, half Indian, I met him when he was going to college in San Diego. And he told me about this thing that he was going to do. He's going to start this artist collective in India, in Goa. And this is when he was in college. This is, must be like about 10 years ago now. And I was like, wow, that sounds amazing. Like, let's see if it happens, you know, like <clears> back yeah. then. He actually did it and we kept in contact. And then like years later, I was following them on Facebook and I was like, wow, how amazing that would be to like go to India and like just join an artist collective and just like yeah. make art and stuff, you know. And at the time I was working for an entertainment design company designing like theme parks and hotels and this kind of stuff. Oh, we're going to get into that later. But it wasn't it, uh, it like makes me it wasn't like really really like my my stuff, right? Like my art, everything that mm-hmm. I have in my head and my mind and my heart and soul like that I wanted to put out into the world wasn't really that, but I knew that I really wanted to do that. I just couldn't really didn't feel like I was at the level yet in LA to be able to sort uh, support myself as an independent artist, right? So I thought, okay, if I go to India for a year, and I like do this artist collective thing and I really work on my craft. By the time I'm done with that year, I think I'll be good enough to come back to LA and actually like be professional at art. Right. So that's basically how that went down. So 
we will have to go back a second to go forward with this, right? Tell us about your art right now because it's a very specific style. And did you have that before you go to India or did, was that developed while you were there? Yeah, I would say I was working on it before I went out there for sure. I was already, I've always been into typography and sort of really been into ancient cultures like Egyptian, ancient Egyptian culture and Mesoamerican stuff like Aztecs, Incan, tribal stuff, you know, and hieroglyphic languages or different scripts, even like calligraphy and things like that. So I was already really into lettering and stuff like that. And then when I went out to India, then I got a different dose of inspiration. And I think that that was more like texture where the first mural I ever painted was on this old, like broken down building like on the beach in, in Goa. And I stayed through the monsoon when everybody leaves Goa, they, they even go back to kind of where they're from. It's like a seasonal place. And I stayed during the monsoon because it just rains for like three months. And there's this building that's right on the beach. And basically the ocean just like kind of eats the beach and it just takes over and storming for like three months. And then there's this building, this small building, and it just like ate half the building. And then it ripped it off and it left this gorgeous texture that you would only find in India. Because basically they have to continue like repainting the walls and stuff year by year, but they don't really clean it like that well before they repaint it so the paint doesn't stick and then it peels off and then years down the road there's oh. just this fucking like incredible natural texture that you would only find in dude. india with like insane yes. colors like beneath <clears throat> and so when i saw this i was like dude i have to paint like on top of it and i just did like kind of white script symbols like on top of this incredible texture and from that moment is when texture became like a huge part of my art in general because i feel like when i look at art now if it doesn't have like a texture to it it doesn't have like a story to it to me. It doesn't have a life to it. It hasn't been through like that struggle, that mm-hmm. life that it took. It doesn't have the fucking 20 paintings underneath it that it took to get to that painting, you know? And it doesn't feel like that to me. So that's kind yeah. of where my my art evolved in that way. My aha moment <laughs> that I just had while you were saying that was when I was looking at your work today that I know you say you're only halfway done. But then realizing with all the layering where that all came from now. Mm, yeah. Oh my exactly. God. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, do you have any other trips abroad coming up? Yeah. I'm going to go back to, so my girlfriend now lives in India. I met her at the end of that. Like stint. you're doing a long distance relationship. Yeah. Yeah. In Super. India. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Texture That's... takes time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that poor sauce trying to redeem himself from the earlier super. <laughs> no, no, no. Throwing right. in like time. He's back. like, I'm going to put a quote in that I think they'll put on their Instagram. <laughs> Texture takes time. At poor sauce. That actually is a good quote, though. There you go. Uh, How's that going? The... Yeah, it's good, man. She's, she's that amazing, you know, that it's, there's no question about it. The second I met her, I was single for like five years. And then the second I met her, I was like, I really want to be with this person, you know, and I think when it hits you that hard, then, you know, and when you fall in love, then you'll do whatever it takes to be with somebody. Even, Mm -hmm. even if it takes being in a long distance relationship with somebody that lives on the other side of the planet and trying to figure out a way to be together through life, you know? Well, luckily we have technology. Yeah. Technology has definitely made it possible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How often do you guys see each other? Um, we see each other. She was just here for three months, actually, in LA, and we did Burning Man. We went to Honduras. I painted a mural out there. She's like, she's a musician, so she plays music, and then she helps me with my art when she's out here too. She's a killer assistant. And then, uh, yeah, dude, she was out here for three months. She just went back about six weeks ago, and um, <clears throat> so I'll probably see her again in like maybe another month or two. 
It wow. sucks. Yeah. It's it's tough. Do you guys but have a also, plan of like, hey, in a year, there's she's a plan. Move to LA there's or- a plan. There is a plan, but it's really really tough because just with the way that things are working right now, for somebody to come to America, it's like you kind of you have to get married or oh you yeah, know, they have to come out on, on a, some things. like work visa or this and that. Yeah, there's yeah. like Why a lot of there? issues surrounding it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. Yeah, why don't, why don't you idea, leave right? Chase with the rent for the uh, place that you guys just got in? I love India. There. I just feel like there's a lot more opportunity for me right now in Los Angeles. I don't disagree with being that Being an artist. All. Yeah, and I agree. At some point, I feel like when I get to a certain level, then I'll be able to work wherever I want, mm-hmm. right? And around the world, and that my work will take me around the world for right. sure. But I feel like right now, I need to like stay focused and just drive it home back in LA. And then I from that point, it'll just branch out. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. And then during the meantime, like... Because I have a whole life in India now after living there for two years. You yeah, know? So right. and the people there are just amazing. Yeah. And so I, I get really excited to go back and see everybody. And they're all killing it in their own way over there so, too. So, yeah. Can I plug myself to come with you for a trip sometime? Dude, please. That'd be fun. For sure. Yeah. Come to Goa. It's like a whole other animal. Yeah, I'd love to go to yeah, India. Yeah. It'll be life experience and you'll just come back so inspired too. Oh, I love that. Well, Chase, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> you got me thinking about india now. no yeah no it's it is you're right with like when you travel somewhere though and you can bring back i mean there's plenty of experiences of even companies too you know they'll go somewhere they'll see something that's happening there and then they go holy shit it gave them an idea for a company that then turns into something much bigger whether it's a for-profit business a non-profit business art a design texture like whatever it is you're right. It is like, and I think that we, it seems like us three. And so we all just met for the first time last night at the airport. Mm-hmm. Was it after midnight? Could it have been today? That was so cool. I was so surprised that you were there. Like That takes a I lot took for a, someone I took to a, get out of their car. For everybody to know. Go to get, get out of my car. car. Out of the terminal. I didn't have a car. I didn't took even an have a car. Uber from downtown San Antonio just to be in baggage claim to meet you guys when you landed. That's at sick. midnight. And anyone that knows me that was knows legit. that I go to bed at fucking like 9 p.m. Because I wake up weird hours in the morning, but so yeah, no, but I, you know, that's I wanted to be there. Yeah, that was cool, man. You seem you seem pretty I can legit, a, man. I can already see like some of the artists that I know I wasn't at the airport for, but like this motherfucker wasn't there for me when I landed. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I was super excited that you guys were coming out here. It's been fun. Um, yeah, so we just met, but I do feel like we've all been kind of fortunate enough to travel to some places. I'm shaking my head behind me. Behind the mic, but right, yeah. Chase was like, just in Bali for a month in September. Yeah. yeah. So, I do travel a lot for work, a lot, a lot, and it gets old. It's real old. Sure, yeah. And so every now and then I'll catch myself complaining. I'm like, I'm literally complaining about going to some of the best cities in the world. Honestly, and I'll like, tell you one thing. Look, wow. going to new cities and experiencing a different culture or different places in the world is amazing, but traveling itself sucks. It, for me, it's just it's just so physically draining. That's what I mean. It, what's an alternative? Waiting in line. We can whine all day, but like, what, how are we going to get alternative? Star Trek. What's that fucking thing called where they zap? Uh, you go to light light mode, light yeah, speed, light that's, beam. That's no, not, not Star, light Star Wars. Speed. Beam me up, dude. I'm talking about straight up like fucking. Well, do you think there's going to be getting a new... beamed from one place to another? Tele- that's the alternative. Is Uber going to make yeah, that? teleportation? Well, do, you, dude, do you know that was the word you were looking for? Teleportation. Yeah. Oh, don't look at me like that. I mean, I could have got that if I knew you were looking at such like a dumb. Down word you for like no, being. You get no points for could have <laughs> none whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. If you could started have, huh? Facebook, you would have started Facebook. Oh, That's right. Damn. Um, we might need some scientists on our team, though. 
Well, you know that they just, they just, uh, I was headline, I'm a headline reader for articles. Um, and I, Coachella this year, is that what you said? No, no, like a headline, you know, people that just, just read headlines and like maybe the first paragraph, I'm like, I read this article, I'm like, I need to fucking read it. Cause we got to the last sentence, whatever. Uh, but I did see one that, uh, they actually did time travel. So they've, they've managed like 0.000000% of a second, but there still is time travel. So there could be hope before you die. Cause we're going deep, right? That's scary. Hey, there's a, there's plenty of hope. I think Obama taught us that. Yeah. Oh, God. We, did, we try to stay away from politics on this, <laughs> on this podcast. I'm ready. He's not blue. a politician anymore, right? He's just a cool guy. He's really good at basketball. Sure. Is he, though? <laughs> Have you played him? In my dreams. All right. $1,000. Do you think that you could beat Obama? If I... If I no I, way, dude. You don't think you could beat him in one-on-one? Fuck no. A thousand bucks? I'll try if Obama hard. was like, I'll play you right now for a thousand dollars. I saw that it? fool like literally smile on the camera, turn and like swish a three like over LeBron James. No, that's not true. Yeah. In, <laughs> in your dreams. Is that, what you saw? Is that what you're about to say? Good. Yeah. LeBron James? All right. Well, let's get back uh, to let, Let's track. get back. Yeah, yeah we did. Get, we got off track. We were on a good roll there. See, this is what happens when you have ADHD and you have a microphone in front of you like me. And Jose and, Cuervo. Yeah. And Red Bull, and Tobacco Chico, and Canada Dry, and water. We like our um, our liquids here. By the way, I wish any of those were sponsoring this podcast, but no. But you know who is sponsoring the podcast? Thank you so much, Michael. Single use plastic. Um, While while these guys are putting that up, um, we do have Iron Mike, and they are sponsoring. They've been very good to us from day one. Um, and so they allow any podcaster that's listening to this, or actually, you know what? If you're just a normal human being and you're listening to this, saying this guy's doing it, I can do it. Which is true. Anyone can do this. Um, they allow you to create your own website, right? So go to ironmike.fm and they can help you make your website. If your podcast gets everything up there, get all your episodes up there, it uploads automatically. And so uh, go to ironmike.fm. They've been very good to us and they're a big sponsor here. Also, Game Day Media. We're in your, your studios. And Cafe Joe, got to give a little shout out to uh, our coffee company. I uh, am a part owner in a coffee company and I posted a thing the other day talking about that and all my friends were like you're a fucking liar you don't drink coffee which i don't but cafe joe has tea now so boom oh. let's go mm, nice. right in your keurig your nespresso whatever you want we got it for you so anyways uh cafe joeusa.com all right you guys finished pouring your shots so i can shut up about these sponsors it's not that cold in here he's oh. literally blowing hot air into his hands dude we Rip- come from cali dude it's not it's just not happening <laughs> God, like this God. over there i'm sorry so anyways as we're um <clears throat> As we're doing this, I want you to think about both of you. Were you creative as little children? For sure. I'm sorry. Before we get to the answer to that question, Daniel, why do you think that that's funny? That Uh, did you think about me and diapers? Little little children. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Something about the way you said little children. Oh, okay, well, let's have this shot. I would love to go back and see me drawing as a little child. Did you you drew when you were a kid? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Really? I still have drawings Cheers. framed up. Can, can I ask you guys a question about that? Yeah. So, do you think that being able to draw specifically, like visual art stuff, is that something that you're more born with? I mean, I know it's a skill that you have to improve at over time, but. How much of that do you think is something that you're born with and how much of it is something that you learn? Well, Michael, the new host of Beyond the Artist. <laughs> I'm kidding. Fuck you, John. <laughs> I think the fair answer is uh, something a great that question, like, Michael. Picasso once said is that he, 
he spent 50 years training how to be an artist, you know, but the rest of his career, he would, he would, uh, try to unlearn certain tasks and like, and, Mm. and find out how to draw like a child again. Um, there's another, there's another thing also though. Sorry to cut you off, dude. Go ahead. You want to continue? No. So basically there's also, there's also another way of looking at it that says basically you have to learn the tools like Mm -hmm. that everybody in front of you, like there's thousands of years of knowledge or whatever. Right. And when it comes to art, it's like you have to learn the tools before you can learn how to like break them successfully is Mm kind of like another way of looking at it too. But to go back a step, I think like depends on what kind of artist you are. If you're the type of artist that wants to draw figurative stuff and you're really good at like looking at, I don't know, a person's face and like drawing it, then that's one type of art. If you're an abstract artist, then I don't think you really need to know how to draw. Like I'll be perfectly honest. I couldn't sit down and like draw a person's face and make it look amazing. You know, my art is a completely different style than that. So it just depends. If you're a creative person and you are really passionate about being an artist and it's like you have to do it because if you don't do it, you're going to be unhappy and you know that you have something to bring into the world and you really want to do that, then that's a different, that's a different thing than just being able to draw when you're a kid. You know, if you're a kid that likes to like create and sort of like make things and whatever that might be, whether it's drawing or if you want to, you know, build a paintball field in your backyard, whatever. If you're a creative person, then you're going to find your outlet in some way. I see what you mean by that, but I would disagree on like a part where a child is like drawing, not knowing what they're drawing for, but it's comes still comes from an honest place, like an honest feeling from like how they're like, I don't even know how to describe that. It's like so honest back to like adrenaline, you know, like it's an ultimate adrenaline rush to put pen to paper where it's just something so inside it's internal feeling they have to create yeah that's the idea but as you grow older you're you're conscious about so many different things and so many different outside viewers that it becomes problematic in that way there's the game that game game, dude yeah it is uh, that's one thing the art game is like something that i seriously like don't fully understand at all i think like there's i mean i mean you've been there's artists that we've had out that are very vocal like i don't play the game i don't play the fucking social media game i'm just a really fucking good artist and they are and then there's some that are like oh i lay into that game and i'm winning at that game i'm like yeah both works honestly probably not the best artists you know like (laughs) i mean i'm a full and anyone mom and dad that have listened to every single episode you hear me every single time i have this whole theory why i don't call myself an artist because i think it's disrespectful to true artists because i paint yes i put paint on walls but I'm not, I don't, I think it's. You're an artist. Do you no, remember that moment no, when see, you first is, called the, yourself an artist? No, you're like, no, I, whoa, no, I okay, don't. maybe I'd, I can. I don't call myself an artist. Oh, wow. Well. Because you studied in India for two years. You went to fucking graduate school and then lived in the woods. Dude, you make art. Year. You're an artist. I did. It's okay. I think it, that's the same thing like saying <clears throat> it's. Their need, I don't know. I, I got to think through this a little bit. I, I, I appreciate about, it. You're trying to be respectful for sure. It's like, but with right. art, okay, like art is like, different. It's not like being a musician to be like, I make beats, I'm a musician. It's, a, it's comparable, but it's not the same. No, for me, now right, it's so, like your, your art is so freaking subjective and the world is but so I, massive. See, I don't, I don't like that though. Mm-hmm. Because, like, all right, so for me, 
from a tiny little age, we were, I mean, we had a little lemonade stand. We put this little kid, Timmy, out of business down on the Cape Cod. We had a little, so we would sell our lemonade for 25 cents, just like everybody else, but we'd also make little sand dollars and we would paint on them, which now I'm realizing. So I guess I was painting when I was a little kid, but that's not the point. So we did that. I, I, I can't help but run and start, you know, I started a laundry company, then we started this company, then we started, and we, we just, we kept going. I can't help it. And they fail, and I fucking been living off of nothing. I mean, I spent years living off of kind bars. Do you still like, talk to Timmy? No, dude, Timmy went out of business. He's, <laughs> Timmy's a loser. I only Timmy. associate with winners. Oh, another, another quote. Burn, for, Timmy, Another burn. quote for the Instagram. That's part of the game. <laughs> um, no, but my point is, like, that's like me seeing someone on Instagram who has fucking followers, and they put a t-shirt out that has some little witty thing on it and they start selling t-shirts and they go i'm an entrepreneur no you're fucking not dude you haven't put the work in you haven't done your shit you haven't learned you haven't been through the experience and you're not just because you put a t-shirt out doesn't mean you're fit out for this game go be like i don't know i don't know and i, I just and i i feel like i'm that t-shirt dude for the art world and so uh, for those reasons i'm out so what did <laughs> lemonade, Shark Tank. lemonade on the corner teach you as a little kid uh, well, first of all, it taught me about the cost of goods sold. Because uh, I remember one day we went in, we were like, Mom, like my brother, we're like, Mom, we made like $30 today, which actually is a lot of lemonade. You got to sell to make 30 bucks. She's like, Cool. Here's five bucks for this thing, another mm. four for this. We're like, what? What? Material. You Your mom took like, a percentage? No, she just oh, took back the money material. that she, oh. yeah, she paid for the, the all the things to set it up. I was like, You can't do that. She's like, Well, here you go. Now you learn. I'm like, oh, wow. One of the best lessons I've ever learned. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's my theory, but you're right. A lot of people have said across me saying anyone's an artist, anyone that creates art, but then what do you I'm call... I'm not saying anyone's an artist, okay? I'm just saying you're an artist because you paint murals, you Keep create, going. you create, yeah, you can <laughs> brush your, you know, dust it off your shoulder. You create your own original artwork, you know, you're out there painting murals and yeah, maybe you're more of a hustler than you are a creative person, like in general, you know, mm. but it doesn't mean that you're still not out there painting your own original art. Then, then how do you differentiate folks? Maybe you're not like an artist. That's not the only thing that you do like for a living, right? You're not, yeah, you yeah, don't, I you don't, don't make your living off, off art. No, okay? I don't. Maybe, I don't. maybe that's why you don't feel comfortable calling yourself an artist, but you do. Yeah, but how do you differentiate that between people that do? Like, okay, because the people that do make their living off art, literally they put their entire heart and soul and being into the art that they make. And that's an artist. Boom. What you just said. That's an artist. Yeah. I'm not. I don't put my heart and soul into it. I don't. That's a professional artist. So let's say, let's say that I grew up, I grew up playing baseball. Okay. I'm a baseball player, even though I'm not on the fucking Dodgers. I'm still a baseball player just because I don't get paid for it. Yeah. Okay. I grew up, I played T-ball. I'm a baseball player, even though I'm playing T-ball and I'm not fucking Mike Piazza. You feel me? Yeah. Piazza. I don't know. I still don't know if I buy it, but whatever. We, we talk about this like on <laughs> You don't have podcast, to buy it. So. We can set up a payment plan, dude. Whatever works. <laughs> Good one. Do you have any baseball stories you want to tell us about? <laughs> Chase, a I'm good... sure you got a home run or two to share. <laughs> dude, I slid at some, home. There's, there's, there's some, some yeah, pre-recording baseball stories that happen that we'll just, we're going to cruise right past that. <laughs> um, were you, did you guys grow up in creative homes? My grandpa was a graphic designer. What? But I never met him, so I didn't grow up with him. Okay, but... Your grandpa was a graphic designer. So this did he, means did like, he they like, didn't have Photoshop. Did he like invent going. Photoshop? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you, you know, continue. the best graphic design is all hands on, bruh. Dexter style. 
graphic design. Hands on. What about you? Did you have? Yeah. So my mom, my mom is like, first of all, she's the most amazing person on the entire planet. Your shout out to mom. Does she have an Instagram? Where can we find her? Where can we show that sound? She of has an Instagram, but she's made it for her like little puppies and everything. So, well, well, shout out to the puppies, the too, Suki then. and Willow show. Okay. Oh, anyway, she's Atrakoski. super, super amazing woman, and just she's an artist too. She she can actually like draw shit. Like she's amazing at that, and everything she does in her life is creative, you know. And it's just it's an amazing thing to That's experience. Cool. Yeah, so I definitely grew up in that way. And then on the other side of things, my dad, he's also creative, but he's more of like he's more of like a project manager or like because he owns his own business and he does this and that so that's where i got early, that side i was gonna say you remember so. earlier today i was like dude you're really on you said you go yeah i'm a project manager yeah so i got both wow yeah and i got and i know what i got from each one mm-hmm. and then i try to be like you know organize it all into like the most effective unfortunately the same exact way mm-hmm. i think people are like how I was gonna say something really. That's weird, it. Okay, but, here I have a question but, for you. Uh, Check this shit out. I was saying, people are like, how did you get to? I have how a question you are, for you. But, no, I have a question for you. Say. So you say that you're like more on the hustler side of things and this and that, making things happen. I, but you are creative. Okay, that's honest. I like honest. To say the business. What side I of look the business side of things. Yeah. So hustler same has like thing. a weird connotation. Fuck it. Hustler is what's up. You're a hustler, baby. It's okay. That's what your mama made you. Anyways, check this out. Is that a Essex. I was telling Chase earlier today that Essex, this is like your project. And I, I was telling him how cool it is that you're doing this. And even though there's other people involved in the project, don't get me wrong, but you're like curating the project. You're bringing the artists in. The art side, yeah. And yeah. you're very proud of, uh, you're very proud of it, you know? 25 months, we've done a hundred and, <clears throat> this will be now a hundred and And I could tell. And murals. you're just like, when you show up to this, a lot of fucking when you murals. show up to this space, like you, this is your energy, this is your vibe, this is something that you saw when it was nothing. This was your canvas that you put together. Mm. And this reminds me of my friend Rahul that started this vision collective in India because he basically had an idea and maybe he's not a painter. You know what I mean? But he had this thing called Vayu and he curates everything that goes in the Vayu, mm. all the design, all the rooms, all the artists that come through, same way that you're curating Essex, okay? So you can call yourself an artist because your tools are actual painters and you've brought each painter in to paint your canvas, mm. which is Essex. Boom. Thank Damn. you, ladies and gentlemen, for being out here. No, we're going to keep going, but that, that was, was good. Sick. Yeah. That was good. I like that. For no, sure. I am very, like, you know, when I come into town and I roll up, on Essex, I get like little butterflies. I'm like, this yeah. it is, it's a really special place. But then also, it's also when we hear, you know, when we talked about our, our friend that we met today, and, you know, we've had people come in from all over, literally all over, like coming Mr. in. Mr. Paint? Yeah, yeah. Ex shout firefighter? Out, shout out to Mr. Paint. Yeah. <clears throat> shout out Mr. And I, Paint. And I don't He'll know if we so need to tell stoked. his, his story, but stoked when he, hears he, this, dude. he had a situation that was, you know, messing with them. And he's like, I came here and I spent the afternoon here. And, it it cured it cured with whatever he was you know working through, and that's the shit that we hear sometimes that most hits here, which is why when I roll into town and we're pulling up and I'm coming down you know Carolina taking a right on Cherry Street and I'm looking over and you can see all the murals there and I'm pulling in just warm fuzzy feelings and it's yeah it is it's a special place, um, but Jake Harris Anton Bay you know Chris Feldman guys Creole I mean they're the ones that ultimately said hey. Let's do this. Will you, you know, so you got to give it a You guys should have a, um, this is an idea I just had right now, by the way. You guys should have a party 
where we have an event every what? single month, second Saturday, six to nine okay, p.m. Yeah. Don't you know about it? You're the artist. I, I might have heard about month. that, <laughs> but you guys should have a party where maybe it's like at the end of the year. But when I say end of the year, I mean sometime in like July or something. Definitely not when it's this cold. Mm-hmm. But sometime in the summer where you bring all the artists out from wherever they're at, you know, and you just like bring them all together and the mm-hmm. founders so that everybody can meet each other and experience each other's energy inside of Excess and sort of like activate the space. Essex, yeah. Yeah. So that, I think um, that would be a cool idea. And then it would be a cool way to bring all the artists together and also yeah, so to meet the people running the show. We did – um I mean, they, they used to, Jake and them used to be out more, um, they, you know, whatever they, you ever, they got yeah. stuff going on. But, um, when we did the festival in May, we had like 38 out and a lot of them were folks that have been here before. That's cool. And so that was actually really special. And we actually did a video that we took, I mean, we have a ton of videos, but we took, um, uh, videos from it. And then Jake did this voiceover basically thanking the artists of like, I nice. couldn't believe what this would become. You know, like, and it's because of all of you and then, you know, shots of all the murals with their Instagram, you know, like, I mean, um, I actually really like that idea though. Like before ground is broken, right. And whenever they break ground at, you know, Essex at Essex Modern City, 51 Essex Street, San Antonio, what up? But anyways, like before they break ground, I like that idea. Invite every artist that's ever painted there and just come up and like have like a cookout mm-hmm. and everyone gets to hang out and meet each other. Right. You could do a block tacos. Art. Yeah. Taco trucks, <laughs> block party, Forte could play. Oh, yeah. 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 Late night shit. I did have a question I want to ask you, though. You mentioned in passing, you used to design theme parks. Mm. Okay. So I'm just going to say that. And I want I want you to take yeah, it. Yeah. So I. Because that's I, very interesting. I worked for this company called Landmark Entertainment Group. Do we know who they are? Are they uh, like a big group? They designed a Venetian. They designed most of the attractions at Universal Studios. Ooh, nice. And Holy like shit. the Jurassic Park ride. All right. So this is like a huge yeah. corporation. These like. guys, well, they were like super big at one point. And then there was a lot of, I mean, they were, they were around 30 years before I started working there. And then okay. there was sort of like some internal drama that happened and the company split and everything went different ways, you know? But anyways... I was working for the company under under this guy Tony Christopher, and he taught me a lot. And he he basically taught me how to take a big idea, something huge that's in your mind, and turn it into a, ra- a reality. And every step that it took to like make that happen, you know. So what do you, what do you mean? Cool. So like basically, let's say that um, I have an idea for like a stage design for like EDC or something, right? And I was like, okay, this is like a personal example, like something Which I want to do in my future last year. So I would take that idea and I would sketch it out and then I would build a presentation and then I would go, I would use my contacts and find anybody that I knew that could get me in a room with somebody that works at Insomniac, right? And then I would sit down and then I would pitch them my idea and then maybe they would give me the next person, no, 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 until I get to the right person and then pitch them my idea and sell them my idea and then that's kind of how, and then if if they approve the idea. No, I didn't. This is just an example. This is like a dream, actually, that I've always wanted to design stages and do visuals and oh, stuff. It's gonna, it's gonna happen in the future, a hundred percent. It's just all like my life plan, right? Okay, so basically, the main point of this is that when I worked for this company, I learned how to take really big ideas and bring make them a reality because this is what he was doing for however many years and that that company was doing. So that's what I was doing with them, and we did a lot of stuff in China. We worked on several theme parks, putting the concept design together, design development, everything into construction, and like building it out and stuff. So, how yeah, cool. how old were you? You started there. Um, must have been like 
24, 25, 26, right. then moved to India. So basically what I did was I left that company and I moved well, – I went straight to India. For no, but I'm more curious about before you got there. <clears throat> so you graduate college mm-hmm. and you're doing whatever and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go design theme parks. No, like, it's like, I it's just a, needed a fucking really job, cool. dude. And then How this did you get hooked up Craigslist, with them, like, check this out. So no way. Yeah, so I found this. I found this job posting on Craigslist, and I just like needed a job at the time. I was working for this company called Chinese Laundry. They designed women's shoes, and I was there for about six months. And I felt that it just wasn't really right for me. I needed the next thing, and so I was I was interviewing for different jobs. And then I went to interview at this company, and me and Tony, the the main guy, we sat down in the interview, and we just like we just like connected you know and it was mm. we it wasn't it didn't even feel like an interview it felt like we were like kind of hanging out you know and so he i only have my associate's degree from college by the way but anyways what he told me he's like i didn't even hire you from your i didn't even look at your resume he's like i hired you based on your personality and i thought that was pretty dope we sat and we dope. chatted for about a half an hour he said he interviewed like <laughs> 60 people who would you interview with craig craig from craigslist <laughs> nice one <laughs> Oh, see, I didn't even get that. It was such a bad joke. I was, like, I was like, maybe that'll just like go on passing, and it'll be like such a short little thing that Michael can cut it out. But no, no. Tony, I'm listening. <laughs> anyways, anyways, so you beat out sixty people. Though. I mean, that that is flattering. It's I was flattered. Yeah, I was like pretty excited. And, and then I learned, worked for him for three years, and like I learned a lot. And you knew a lot of graphic design before that. Graphic design is what I actually went to college for. I never even took an art Fuck, class. I, That's I the like to go it. back to your point. I never took like a real fucking like art class. Which yeah. now I want to go back and like learn how to like draw people, you know, and like do you really though? get the real deal? Do I feel got, like, like yeah, actually, I do. Yeah, I really do. See, because I, I look because here's the thing, dude. If I class, did, like, if I had that technical capability, it would take my shit to the next level. There's no questions asked for sure, and I just yeah, don't have it. But the problem is that my mind is already like on the next thing, like thirty times ahead of it. That going back to school and like learning this is something that I just need to fit in there. You know, I just need to do it. Yeah. It's so I have a few thoughts on that. One is I think if you do go back within your style, you will find, like if you learn to paint faces, you'll like see some kind of shading technique. You're like, fuck, I'm going to use that. And that's anything. And like, even that one thing might change your whole, you'll still have your style, but you'll use that putting more tools. Yeah. Check this shit out, dude. More tools in the toolbox. Learn your tools. Yeah. Perfect your tools. And then rearrange them in a fashionable manner. Instagram quote for the podcast. Well, nice, dude. dude. What is it? Learn your tools. Yeah. Perfect your tools. And rearrange them in a fashionable manner. A wise samurai <laughs> once said, sharpen your swords. And then put your swords in and rearrange your swords. No, <laughs> only use two swords. One short sword and one long sword. I can't tell. Chase's face is so serious. I can't tell if it's actually a samurai quote uh, or if he's fucking with us. I am a samurai. Probably, I just quoted it. Yeah, I think so. It's probably <laughs> Oh, God. Um, my, my other thought, too, is when you say that you're already thinking. Because you're right. When, when we spoke... <clears throat> Because we got we got connected through you know at Jade Hill Designs Justin Hill shout out our one of my great friends and your good friend right mm-hmm, he's yeah. my great friend he's not your great friend he's my great no, friend not yet but okay. he will be my no 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 he no. will be my best friend no one nope, day no, better no, no, friends no. than him and John for sure than him and at John Leo yeah at John Leo shout out shout <laughs> out. as you can tell we like even shout out but anyways um I do like the idea of that you're thinking that far ahead it's like. You know, someone told me one time, which I think is bullshit, but they're like, you know, iPhone already has like the next like seven iPhones developed. 
I'm like, well, I don't think so. But I do think that they have like, I heard, at least the next few developed. I heard that there's fucking tires, car tires that don't wear. But they're, of course they would never put them on the market because then people wouldn't need to buy Oh, well, that's like tires. the whole light bulb thing. They have light bulbs that will never run out. Yeah, but I just think there, there's something about looking so forward to the future. Michelin out there but also flipping. like <laughs> being respectful to the timeline of experience and of the time and of – like, this is the order of things that need to go for me to get here. I know where I need to go. I know how to get there. Mm. And I'm not going to rush it. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to do I'm gonna do my rug. Okay, but here's something interesting to bring up because my whole life is structured, like, completely. Ooh, I want to talk about that. Very organized. Fuck, yeah. That's just the way that my mind works. Go. If you look at my art, you could be like, okay, you know, you can see how structured it is. But one thing that I've learned recently about Chase is that he he, like, wings it. And he just goes with it. And I think that that's an amazing way to live life for sure because you mm-hmm. learn things and you're put in situations that you wouldn't normally think that, that – you're put in situations that you wouldn't normally think that you were going to be put in. And then you kind of have to you react to that specific situation. I think that's how you learn and grow as a human being. Yes. Right? So a couple of theories. One is I think the, the differentiation between human beings – and I've talked about this before – before Michael was our producer with when Kyle, we had Kyle for a couple of episodes. Shout out to Kyle Rooney, he's the man. But um, no, you're, but Michael's you're, more and than Michael, you're cool. Yeah, Michael's better. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 he doesn't have the skills you have. You're way better. Um, skills with a Z. But uh, <laughs> not skills with a Z. Skills with a we're, Z. We're in. We're, we're anyways with a uh, Z. <laughs> I think that the different when you when you talked about the like thought process, I I do believe that the differentiation between a lot of humans is the creativity of decision decision making. Right. So, a situation comes to Chase. A situation comes to you. One comes to me. Right. We're all going to process them and handle them in a different way. And that way that we process and handle it is. The culmination of all the experience that we had in our life from your mom, your fucking dad, from all like living in the woods, blah, blah, blah. And that different creativity of handling that, even though we may get to the same thing, but how we do it makes us different as fucking human beings. And I, I don't know. Chase it's a theory will make that a decision like, that has the most women at the end of it. <laughs> oh, sure. he's single at poor sauce. He's single. I'm pretty single. Yeah, hit him up in the DMs. But my mind is, is taken. <laughs> yeah, by who? So much experience. I think I'm pretty wise. Is like how, how young I am. Pretty wise. Yeah. Well, whenever I think a wise man once said nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> what's cool about that point though is that your experience brings you up to that improv plan. You could still plan on an improv. Yeah. You know? It it becomes so. It, it's pretty wise as as you know. I like improv, though. No, but I do think that there is something about those experiences that impact everybody's decisions, whether you know it or not, that do make us the different human beings that we are. When you're born, you don't, you just literally don't know anything. We're actually the same. Don't pour yeah, that you're, back. You're you actually on a really good one. Actually, no, I, like, I think you're on a really good one here. Because we're all born the exact same. Like we, we don't know so, anything. I gotta, Whoa, I gotta dude. object to that. Though. Whoa, what do you mean? I have, that's twenty nineteen, man. My little I don't, brothers are the both second, twins. The second, the when you are in I the room, I would say and that you come we are out, all born, not even comparable, not equal. I was talking about, unique. I'm talking about mentally and creativity wise, not no, mentally no. and creativity no, 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 wise. No, no, no. We're born the same. No way. No. Yeah. Wait, okay, what? wait. I got, I got unique. Experience oh, I'm not talking about like, like, oh, you were born rich, you were born poor. I'm talking like 
when you come out of the womb, you have no, you're just like, oh, the, no, your experience the is the same, but your brains are completely different. Mm-hmm, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, there's more really? to this. Like, okay, basically, let's what, get you're, into this what you're a saying bit. is that the, the, is that who you become as a person is completely irrelevant to your environment. 100%. Okay, I believe but that. what you're saying, what you're denying then is any sort of psycholog- psychological uniqueness. Like that, that we are mm, all born fuck, the same psychologically. I see your point. There's a lot happening inside of That's the mind true. that has nothing to do with the environment okay, before okay. we even open our eyes, right? Oh, I don't know. So I, me, I don't know about that's such a good point. Are you triplet? I don't know about that. Or so, is it just twins? Uh no, that my so my two little brothers are seventeen and they're twins. Mm. And you can go back to like when they were first brought back, like when they were like less than one years old. And my mom talks about how different their personalities are. Personality, even yeah. at that young. Like you can look at pictures of them and you can tell, I mean, they didn't, they're not identical, so you can obviously tell which one's which, but you can see their, their different personalities just from that, really? from like less yeah, than for two sure. years okay. old. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm a big, also a big believer in strong opinions loosely held. I like to throw out a bold statement and that's we'll, cool. we'll get into I, I it. That's, that. But you know what um, I respect is that wait, you, is that you learn, on, I, we all learn on the go. Your ego is not so big that you're like, oh, I fucking disagree. You know, you learn uh, and you're like, yeah, yeah no. you know what? Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, that's respect. But I, I think that humans are there. Weird. There's got to be. I don't know. You feel like everyone's you got, a blank canvas. Is no, that you it? Kind of. Yeah, you're kind of a blank canvas, and it gets painted. Okay, let's throughout, not throughout, let's not discount you, that. That also has something to do. Right. With that's your why I'm, I'm not just kind of what you guys say because that's your environment a really good growing point up too. definitely has something to do it for yeah, sure. Yeah. But we're not all born the same. We are all uh, born okay. unique. We're not born equal. Also, yeah. Well, everybody is born unique, completely their own thing. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I buy your side. I do think How that much do you over. Pay for it? I do think that over Priceless. half of. <laughs> that was not that good of a. That was like, a fucking nice one, dude. <laughs> it wasn't. Appreciate it. Swipe that. the card. Oh, you know, can we turn swipe off right mic on number that two, fucking please? one, dude? <laughs> we just turn off mic number two. Just please mute and make it. Um, no, but I think that like over at least give me at least half, like fifty percent of. You as a human being is created by, you know, you you fucking fifty percent. This is like fell into a pool when you were a kid. Measure shit, dude. Like now you're trying to see. I I understand fifty percent of you is trying to calculate everything, right? Well, that's because I that's how I think too. I get it because I'm also like everybody else. Oh, (laughs) that's impossible to put a different is it than everybody else? That's impossible to put a percentage to your exactly, dude. The percentage that you're putting is basically like time. Like you're just measuring something because it's a tool, and that's the human mind that's trying to define it, and that's just part of the human experience. But actually, yeah. You don't also need to do that too. It's just a tool that you're using to like progress and what you think progress is during your time as a human being, the human experience, right? I'm digesting. That was a, a lot of words and I'm digesting that right now. You're probably going to have to listen to it a couple of times too before you figure it out. <laughs> just let me know. Well, Hit I me always, up in my DMs. I just have Michael send me this podcast, but he cuts out those mics so I can just listen to myself talk. <laughs> Over and over again, and that's how I go to sleep at night. It's an endless nightmare. <laughs> His words are dude, high. If my voice sounded like yours, I would do the same. Wow. Yeah, baby. Thank you very much, John <laughs> Cash here. Um, you forgot your boots, though. <laughs> yeah. It's nice every now and then to have your bullshit thrown back in your face. Oh, isn't 100%. It? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's so funny. There's, there's, I have I'm a number of human beings in my life, and I feel like they are going to, if, I like. I really don't expect anyone to listen to this shit. But if they do, not twelve I think, hours. I think that they're gonna. I think they're gonna 
Oh, we're going on. How long have we been recording? Uh, we've gone for an hour. But all right, well, by the time we edit right? out all the dumbass shit that you said, it'll be like 30 <laughs> like, minutes. Yeah, 15 by the end of it. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, the super cut. No, but they'll they'll know, and, and they they are they are the people in my life that they like. I'll say something, and they'll like you. Do you ever have those friends where you're like, dude, really? You just fucking like. That's, that's why my friends love me, and, and I'm like, oh my why. god, you're because so of right. The stupid shit that I say. Oh, I don't I'll care say about shit. any of the and other. And they're, like, they're like, really? That's I'm like, fuck, you're right. Yeah, but that's that why they love you, dude. Such a if you douchey do say thing that, for me to say. They'd be like, ah, fuck, he's just a normal dude. Oh yeah, I mean, we can all get that way though sometimes, right? Okay, but what no. if you told your friends, like, hey, we had, like, a really good podcast the other day. You guys have to listen to this one. I mean, I'm going to tell my friends all that, and then after listening to two of them, they're going to be like, by this time this comes out, we're going to fucking listen to that, dude. Michael, you're going to have to do a lot of editing on this episode. Thanks. No, I'm Literally just going to leave all of this in. Dude, people, no, no, don't people leave... want to be in... in uh... No, but sometimes I want him to leave it in, and he know, you know when. He's like, time, cut like... it out, wink, or he just says, <laughs> Michael, please, I'm begging you, yeah, cut yeah. it out. How I mean, do you know which one's real then? He know, you know, like uh, when I say it to him. Do you flag it? But at the end of the day, you're the editor, and you can leave in whatever you want. He'll never know. Wow. That's true. I won't ever listen to him. He wouldn't know because he's never going to listen to him. I don't want to listen to myself. I know, dude. When Um, I tried listening back to the first podcast I did. (laughs) Prosec? You have heartburn? It was difficult. I was like, ooh, damn, damn. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah? So how many podcasts have you done, Daniel? And where does this one rank in the hierarchy? (laughs) (laughs) Finally, a good joke. The first... Finally I feel, like earning my I feel like we're actually talking about something pretty good, too, before this shot. Oh, I think that the reason why it's very simple formula, right? When I when we moved up to L.A., we did we were able to, like, do a few things. And everyone said, you just say what you're going to do, and then you do what you're going to say, what you said, right? Fucking simple. Words to live by. If I just go, hey, we're going to do this. We did it. That's it. Straight up. Respect. Hands, I know you guys can't see me. My hands are up. That's it. That's all we did. It's all you got to do in business. Just fucking do what you say you're going to do. That's it. Honestly, real and, talk, I respect and if, that. And from that, you're going to beat 90 plus percent of motherfuckers out there. Because especially in LA, as much as I love LA people, and earlier this actual, this episode, I did talk about how there's a stigma about LA people. But there's a di- it's a different segment, not this one. And this happens actually in any city. But people, they talk this big game to say, oh, I'm going to do blah, 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 all this shit. And they don't do it. Right now, there's certain no follow times up. I get, no follow up. Right, I get it. We we've had things where, you know, I mean, just this fall, we had a huge event that we we got really deep on with a couple artists, and we got really deep on with all, and out of our control, it came out from under us, and it just it, it just couldn't happen anymore. Things happen, but if you just put your best effort forward and do what you say you're going to do, you're going to beat over ninety percent of the people out there. That's it. So Respect. as far as businessman, it's that's how you do it. Yeah. I respect that, man. Yeah. Legit. Sure. I think that, that that goes even further than just being a businessman. That's just like real life, you know? Just do what you say you're going to do. Don't bullshit people. Yeah. Don't wrong people. Don't fucking lie. The second that you make this decision personally, like as a human being, you're like, I'm actually going to live my life in truth. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie anymore. I'm not going to lie to myself, first mm-hmm. of all. I'm not going to... I'm not going to like bullshit myself and That's tell myself one. one thing. That is the biggest one for yeah. sure. But once you conquer that one and then you reciprocate that energy and you exude that and you put it out into the world and you yeah. say, okay, I'm actually just not going to tell a lie to anybody else now 
Because then you don't have to remember bullshit anymore, you know? You just mm-hmm. live from truth. Conquistador. You, you keep it real, whatever your truth is. You keep it real and you bring that shit into the world. Do even think- if it's tough, even the hard times, when you tell it's true, you have that conversation when that conversation needs to be had. I almost feel like you communicate. telling the truth in the hard times makes the hard times easier, right? Like, Of course it does because then you're not harnessing any energy yeah. that, that you're basically storing energy inside of you that's trying to flow through Causes you. cancer. It causes cancer, like Chase has said. You're harnessing energy inside of you that's trying to flow through you, right? And the mm. second that you that you just live your life in truth, you don't hold that energy inside yep. of you. The only energy that you're holding inside of you is shit that you're trying to deal with internally, and like that's gonna work its way out in its own way for sure. But if you bring, if you wake up every morning and you're like, okay, I'm gonna live my life in truth, whatever that takes, you know. I'm going to be real to everybody that's in front of me. I'm mm-hmm. not going to fuck anybody up. I'm not going to wrong anybody. And you just live your life as that person, then you have to keep less bullshit inside of you. And in the long run, like, I feel like that's the way to be. I like that. Those, those are all, he just did a little shimmy shake after that little speech. Right? No, uh, a well-deserved <laughs> shimmy shake because you're absolutely right. That dude, that's, that's fucking true. Do you think that you've conquered truth within yourself? I feel like I have made I have made <clears throat> progress, you know? Oh, I'm and, so glad that that's what you yeah, said. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't yeah. think that I've conquered anything inside of myself. I feel mm-hmm. like it's, it's a work in progress the entire Always. time, you know? Yeah. And I would never sit here and say like, oh, I've got it all figured out because the more that I learn and the more that I, the more knowledge that I access and the more that I tap into in life, the more that I realize that I actually don't know, you know? And there's so much out there. One of my I favorite just, things. I just don't know, you know. The more I know, the more I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You learn about Socrates. something like, holy shit. Yeah. Yep. And I, I love feel that you like, know who said that too. Yeah, <laughs> for good. sure. And that's a that's another podcast that you guys should listen to. It's called Philosophize This. It's brilliant. Dude, don't be fucking promoting it. No, at BTA Sessions, Beyond the Artist. That's the podcast you need to listen to. Why can't we shout out, out the homies? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We, we should be able to shout out the homies. Shout, shout out to Socrates, homie. Oh, at Socrates. <laughs> Anyways, the point is that also another another really important thing to tap into is that throughout your life you should always you should find joy in learning. Mm. You know, because as we get older, we get set in our ways, and a part of us feels like we have like a lot of shit figured out compared to like when we were younger. And we learn. Uh, we 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 actually feel like learning is like work now as we get older. But if you associate learning new things with joy. Then you continue to learn yeah, throughout the rest of your if life. If you want to do, if you're doing the things that you want to do that make you happy, learning shouldn't be associated. It's not even about like with anything. It should just be I want it. But like, can't I you wanna... associiate learning with happiness? And it doesn't even have to be yeah, like what I you're doing just... with your. It's it's anything if I, in life. So you the know? things that I'm learning, whether it's about... learning how to make a bomb ass margarita, or if you're learning how to make a yeah, new painting, or if you're I'm... learning how to have a real fucking conversation, all of these things should make like bring you joy inside. Oh, well, I should learn how to re- have a real conversation, not interrupt people all the time. But since I don't know that yet, <laughs> I'm going to keep interrupting you. I, yeah, yeah. After like what, you'll be I mean, on my 12, podcast 12, in about like five years. After dude. twelve seasons, then I'll fucking learn that. But <laughs> no, but I think that like it's you say like associate it with joy. I don't need to associate the things that I want to learn about because I like I want to do it. No, no, no. Associate right? the the process of learning with joy, whatever no, it is. You, my, my point is, if you have to sit and think and go, I need to associate this with joy to learn this. You shouldn't be learning because you obviously don't want to fucking do it. I don't like. I don't want to learn. But that's the thing. Learn to want to do it. That's no, the but, idea. But my point is, you shouldn't have to learn to want to do something. If, if you, you enjoyed to, it, you would. 
If you enjoyed it, you wouldn't have to learn how to do it. You wouldn't have to learn how to enjoy to do it, right? Like if I if I wanted to I want to know graphic design. I would fucking love to know how to do renderings and graphic design. I don't. And I don't want to take classes for it. And I don't and I'm not gonna sit here and go, I I wanna learn how to do it. But if, you liked, it? if you like no. learning new things and if you like, no, make, I like, I like making learning yourself things. more knowledgeable, then you probably Ooh, would. Well see now now you're you're mixing a few things up here. Because more I'm knowledgeable. Mix it up, dude. I'm gonna put everything dude, in the stew so and we're gonna mix that shit up, put frog I'll, legs in there, whatever. I'll read a book about something I wanna read. That's like saying if you if I sit here and go, listen, you gotta read two books right now, and you have this choice. I put 500 books in front of you. Pick out the ones that you want. And you go, I want these 50 of them I'll read before I die. Cool. Can't read those. Learn to like how to read these ones. Right? It's like, I, well, I don't want to read those. Well, learn to enjoy to read those. But I, no, I want to no, read I'm those singing, ones. I'm singing very generally here. Yeah, but if I... Learn, if I uh, enjoy, like, associate but, learning something new. But with can't you feeling learn, good about yourself can't you look, instead can't, of work. But don't you think that the, if you bury it down deeper, it's figure out what you want to learn. And then you don't have to associate joy with learning. You're just joyous learning it. Right? I feel like learning is associated with like energy expenditure. And yeah. I think that work. energy work. expenditure is is work in yeah. its own way. You know? I was really hoping you would agree with me. <laughs> There's a different type Dude, of learning. Not a, like, this a... isn't like a disagreement. No, yeah. This is no, no. another this is okay, perspective. Let me, let, me, you know? let, me guys, let me teach you guys like something about perspective. I feel like we're page here. We're just defining it in a different way. You I have don't. to train yourself to not want to learn something, but go to the library or go to a fucking – Farmer's market and, and, and create a formula for yourself that you have to like talk to this person on the third step of like the left, the first left turn after the strawberries. You have to talk to that person and understand what they're doing. Like you have to create a formula to where like is something that you don't want to learn, but is forcing you to be in an out of body pr- perspective. But don't you think that there's power in knowing what you don't know and being like, I don't know that. There's That's people the that point. know it. That's and the point. I'm just going to, I'm going to let you're them You're talking know. about prioritizing. Period. Them. Period. Right. But so exactly. like, when you say find, find joy in learn, I'm like, this is a very I don't, general thing. I don't want to learn. Like you could pick up and, and you keep not saying have, it, I, want to learn. I don't That's want the point. You could say like, yeah, there, there should be things. joy in learning certain like, things. Like, I don't want to learn Chinese. I'm not going to learn Chinese. You're not going to get past it because you don't want to. I don't want to. We're not talking about learning Chinese. We're talking about just the idea of learning something new. Oh, Whatever it could be. I learned that you should associate joy in it. Yes, you do. Very good. But a lot of people, like Michael said, look at it like it's work. But I think it's where I'm getting caught up is the word associate. If you want to learn about it, you don't need to associate joy. It's just joy. I want to learn new songs on guitar. So I'm like, I don't even think, I'm like, some of the most joyous things I've ever learned. Dude, I want to fucking fucking learn everything, dude. But at some point, like there is something in my mind, like Michael said, that it's an expenditure of energy and I'm measuring this energy compared to something else that I'm going to do in my life. So going back to where that energy is going to go, right? So it's, uh, it's prioritizing it. Yes, right. prioritizing it. Okay, for and sure. wanting something prioritizes also, the fuck out if, of it. Okay, so then let's let's reroute this whole thing. So as far as priorities go, maybe learning should be measured a little bit higher on the scale. Wait, but hold on. My whole thing is when it comes to the expenditure of energy. When the expenditure of energy, though, for me at least, is always learning. When we lose a and deal, off. When <laughs> <laughs> let's just go on an expedition. <laughs> Let's go. Which one? Learning or drinking? <laughs> <off>? <laughs> I mean, the table's close enough. 
Um, no, but Sorry, I, I, um, I cut you off. <laughs> we were on a roll. <laughs> we were on a roll, dude. We were like I, in the middle of a great I, I fucking conversation. A that was it. not a great conversation. What do you mean? I think this is a great conversation. That was a great conversation. This is, I think, no, sure. I think it still is. This we're not whole done with it yet. thing is a no, great conversation. I, think, I didn't mean it that way. No, but I uh, fucking pull the tape where, back. Where what were we, we talking about? I don't Learning, know. expenditures. Oh, oh, no, no. This is my point. I look at – there's not one second in my life that I walk around going – I know everything. Everything is a learning experience. I trip over the fucking sidewalk. I'm like, oh, well, my feet are that big. Better watch out for those little fuckers. I've had them for 30 years. Should know that by now. What are you trying to say? I don't put energy into being like, oh, I have to learn this now. I am just in the full process that every single day, all day long, I am just learning. Okay. Learning. So, so why don't it. you take a step down from this elevated life that you're it's living? It's not an elevated we're life. Talking no, I, I actually think it's the exact. We're talking to people that are actually like, 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 I'm sorry. I think Michael said it best. What, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, so. Like, His energy levels are fucking on it. I, I just think like. Because I think you guys kind of agree with each other, but I think that the thing that I'm thinking of, even like I've been learning how to play piano, I used to play clarinet badly, but I kind of want to learn how to play piano. And for me, even though it's something that I want to do, it's still something that takes a lot of mental energy and a lot of work to do. And so I think for a lot of people, the amount of work that it takes can sometimes outweigh the perceived benefit or they just can't motivate themselves in the moment to do something because it because it's not like you're just changing your mindset because when you're really learning you have to also change what you're doing you know Mm. you can't just like if you Mm. listen to somebody do use a certain say something interesting or that you want to use in a later pitch or something that Mm -hmm. was pitched to you i don't think you've really learned it until you've actually taken it and Use begun it. to implement it yeah like yeah, it's no, one thing to just point. be open to it but then yeah, it's yeah. another thing to actually expend the energy yeah. to use it mm-hmm. and well that's like that saying yeah. um okay. of when you tap into here. you you best learn something when you recite when you by teach someone it, else yeah. what was that like, te- you the best way to learn is by teaching right yeah yeah. yeah yeah so to your point yeah you're right like until you implement it and you actually do it, it's like oh my god I've, i put it into practice right okay there we go that that you know uh, no, that's a good but, point. But that's hard, is what I'm saying, and it, and it yeah. requires you to have some some energy reserves For available sure. to do it. So I, I feel like when yeah. you're a child, right, and you're growing up and you're learning all kinds of new things, life is new, and you're learning how to do this and lose that. It's like easier to learn. I think my point was that as you get older, there's all these things that you've always wanted to learn in your life, but I it's hate harder because. Learn. Okay. Yes, you hate the word learn. We get it. Okay. It's harder because we have to, we have to measure time now. It's like, okay, I can take my time to like learn something new or Mm -hmm. I can take my time to do the shit that I know. Right. And I can take my time to do this. And now we have to measure the time it's going to take to learn something. And so instead of like there being this joy of I'm learning something new and I'm experiencing this new thing that life has to offer, we're comparing it, we're measuring it against time for other things. And so my main point in this entire thing was that we should actually look at that time that we're measuring, the time that it takes to learn something new against the the shit that we already fucking know. And we should learn to take the time (laughs) that it takes to learn something new and associate that with joy. Let me, let me ask you something real quick off that point. Let me ask you something real quick off that point. Okay. So say you quote, learn something, you're going to forget that shit in a minute, or 
Even a year. Not if you Why? put it in the practice. Why would I like, forget that just, shit in a minute like, or a year? About Michael, so. I haven't you know my fucking memory. Years, Why would I forget it? it? Muscle doesn't always have memory. To go to all of these points here, to like tie them all together, is if you're right. Like if I was a kid and I had nothing to do other than like ride my fucking bike to school in the morning, I'd be like, cool, I'll take Chinese. But anyway, so my point is though, to to further your point, right now I would say, well, that would take me this amount of time. And then to his point, I may not remember it in fucking 10 years if I don't practice it every single fucking day. So you're right. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So it is, it is equating it to time. So you know what? But I think we're all the, right. But and the, I like how I, I, I did an example to make us all right because I think, I think you guys got a good opinion on me and I'm really Whether you're going to remember <laughs> it or not, the fact that you associate learning something new yeah. with something that makes you happy. Let me ask you this. Do you take notes when you read books? I wish that I did because I'll you tell you one thing. When I read a book, I'll tell you I one thing. When I read a book and I take notes, that's how you fucking learn. That's yeah. why when you go to school and you're in a class, they're like, take notes, bitch, because that's how you learn, right? You write it down. Were you a good student? For sure. What do you mean for sure? And I was like, a, I was like definitely a class clown and all that shit, yeah, but same. I was a good student. I got good grades. And so when you I say, cared, when I you cared about that? learning. It wasn't like, but all right. I so I cared about around. learning, but I used to not. Like well, high school, I had fine grades, but I was definitely a class clown. And um, when we got to college, I never went to class ever. But I would meet my professors outside of class. I'd say, "Listen, I'm not going to come to class." I think there's different uh, chases back. <laughs> In case it was like quiet and actually like a real conversation for a little bit, now chases back. We're going to Right. Um, so Salute. we would like I just everyone has a different style of learning. Right. My style wasn't sitting in the class, list, sitting there, not being able to move, listening to someone talk at me. I had to go and be like, Hey, I fucked up here. Where did I go wrong? Tell me about it. How can I fix this? Like, look at this like real life example. And then they would, you know, that's why we started companies in college. Like, and Elon Logic for, for like a year, it was an illegally run business. Are we finally going to come? She's like, what's this like West End? I was like, that's the fucking bar. Me and my boys went out. I got this. You can't just use, you can't do that. You gotta pay ten. I'm like, what do you mean? My money. I made it. She's like, oh, you didn't go to accounting class, did you? So you need to pay taxes. You need to, and like, that's how I learned, right? All right, Danny, we're gonna do a little fire around here. I got a, I got a bunch of questions for you. Oh, shit. And to keep them short, uncomfortable. short quick answers. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Deeply spiritual answers as well. When's the last time you yelled at somebody and why? I say quick answers. Probably my girlfriend. <laughs> Be nice. Really. And why? I don't know. Yeah, Just because we disagreed on something. Sorry, babe. Love you. <laughs> Such Next a question. fucking lame <laughs> answer. My God. This rapid fire is going horrible. <laughs> okay, say the first question again. When was the last time you yelled at somebody? Why? You bitch, shut the fuck up. What's the next question? <laughs> Um, let me ask you this too. Um, and I, it's kind of a deep question, but I want you to answer it quickly. And from your gut, have you ever considered giving up on art? N- no. Really? Wow. Okay. How could I? Why? What do you mean? How could you? Okay. So I'm sorry. This very is not going to be, it's not going to be a rapid fire as, question. It's dude. hard as fuck to so be an artist. If you're an artist, it's hard as fuck. But if there is something inside of you burning so deeply and so fiercely that you know that when you're living 
your fucking life that you have a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And then you find yourself on your deathbed and you look back at your life and you're like, did I do what I was meant to do in my life? My life is a gift, right? Did I do what I feel like I was meant to do during this gift of a human life? Okay. And if you answer that question, no, then <clears throat> that's that answer. I will never answer that question. No, I'll answer it. Yes. And my purpose was to be a fucking artist. So I never questioned not fucking doing it. Fuck. Yeah, dude. That was, I'm fun. I'm fist pumping right now. Yo. And everybody <laughs> else out there that's an artist and that's giving themselves the same shit. Look, it's going to take a lot to be a professional artist in this life and really do it. It's going to take a lot. You're going to have to risk a lot. You're going to have to give up a lot. It's going to take so fucking much, but you got to figure it out. Be smart. You got to take a lot of shit, figure out what it takes to be an artist and make your living off your art and then just fucking do it. Okay. Figure it out. You can do it. This story would be a lot cooler if I knew the name of the actor, but there was a, a famous story about this, this old school actor who was in, 10 uh, motorcycle movies, right? He was like the motorcycle movie dude. And the script comes along and he's like, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm done. It's not working for me. None of these films are fucking working. I'm out. And that thing they said no to is Easy Rider. And the whole point of the story is you'd never know what the next fucking moment, minute mm. project, we ne- like, you just don't know. And that's like a favorite. He did 10 motorcycle films. He's like, I, none of them working. I'm done. And he said no to Easy Rider. And obviously, if he was an Easy Rider, I'm sure he would have been a much more famous actor than me sitting on a podcast in 2019 not knowing his name. So speaking about that amazing – that's a bad example. Cut that out. That's not a bad example, dude. That's a fucking <laughs> great example. I think it's a good example. Whatever. That's my podcast. I only want to listen to it. So I can say what the fuck Dude, you were really stoked about my answer until I told your examples. Not I know. I ju- well, you I'm just, almost got it. I'm just trying to assert myself to make myself useful in this You're so thing. useful, honestly. Um Okay, sorry. talking Thanks. about how confident you are about an artist, what would you tell younger you? Let's say you know you're in high school, getting your good grades, which you claim that you got. I call bullshit. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. What would you tell yourself you then that you wish you knew? Okay, this is a this is actually a really good question that I hear every time that I look up like my favorite artists and what they said that they would say to like younger artists. I think the most important thing is to keep fucking creating. Honestly, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're going to beat the shit out of yourself. You're going to take a look at what you made and you're, you're going to compare it to like all your other favorite artists. You're going to be like, oh man, my shit sucks. Or like, I can't figure out what I'm trying to do or what I'm trying to say. The most important thing is that you keep creating, even in the hard times. Because as an artist, you're going to go up and down. You're going to be like so creative for a while. And you're going to smash out a bunch of really good shit and feel really stoked about what you're making. And then you're going to go through a period of time where you're not making anything. And you're feeling like, am I actually really an artist? Or what am I, what am I actually trying to say here? What is my purpose in life? Whatever. The point is that keep creating because as you create, no matter what it is, every single thing that you do, you learn from. And even all the fuck ups, every single painting that you make and you're like, this painting looks like shit and I fucked it up and I got to fix it. Just by fucking it up, you learn what not to do in the future. And then that's how you make really dope paintings. You learn what not to do. You fuck up about a thousand million trillion times. And then all those million trillion times you learn what not to do. And then at the same time you learn what to do. And that's how you make really good shit. Mm. So the main point that I would tell myself as a younger artist is just to keep creating. Make shit. If you're afraid, like, I'm going to tap into, I know that this is supposed to be like rapid fire, but I'm going to tap into like the first painting that I ever made. 
I was like drawing for years and years, most of my life, doodling in high school and whatever. And then maybe there's some people that are listening to this that are like in the same boat, you know? They're like, yeah, I've been doodling a lot of time, but I want to be a real artist or whatever. Not, not like a real artist, but like I want to be a painter. Doodling. So I put a fucking canvas on an easel in my room. Okay, and it sat there for a fucking year because I was so scared to paint that canvas. I was so intimidated by the size of it. I didn't even know how to approach it. And it sat there for a year. And then finally one day, I just did it. You know, I just, I painted that canvas and I did it. And maybe it wasn't the most amazing thing of all time, but the fact that I did it taught me how to get to the next thing and the next thing. And the same goes for murals. When I finally tackled a wall, I realized, okay, I can take down a wall now. And then that's how you learn. So just keep creating, even when you're scared or even when you're intimidated by the next step, just make that new thing. I'm going to end it there because that was fucking a great piece of advice for anyone that's out there. Thank you to uh, both of you for flying out here, being here with Essex Martin City, with Beyond the Artist at BTA Sessions, at Game Day Media, with our sponsor, Iron Mike, ironmike.fm and cafejoeusa.com. Appreciate everybody. Love you all. Mostly talking to the two people listening, mom and dad. And we'll see you guys soon. Cheers. Salud. Peace. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Beyond the Artist. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram at BTA Sessions to find out what creative human being will be interviewed next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.